Does your tongue belong to God or to the devil? St. James tells us the tongue is like fire and it burns everything around us. Today we're going to find out a little bit more about the use of that tongue. The use of our tongues can be a blessing or can be a curse. So in the program today, we're going to delve into 11 common sins of the tongue. Stay with us. Welcome to Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. Welcome then to this episode to Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. Uh, we start by uh, greeting uh, the members of the program today. Father Arthur, Salve Maria, how Salve are you? Maria. Uh, Father Arthur is the superior of the Heralds of the Gospel here in Canada. We also are with Brother Justin Bonian. Salve Maria, Brother Justin. Salve Maria. Brother Justin also teaches religion in Guiding Light Academy here in Toronto. And um, also, of course, we greet all those who are watching us, who are um, subscribing to the Heralds of the Gospel channel. Please, if you have not subscribed yet, please go down there, hit the subscription, hit the, the bell for notifications so you don't miss any of our programs. And we also, of course, uh, greet Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice in your home. And this is also part of the, the generous people that listen to the podcast every two weeks that we are here uh, on air. So um, today, as promised, as advertised, as they say, we have a topic that is very, very interesting because it's very good for our spiritual life. It's a thermometer to see how our prayers are doing or maybe how we can become better at our prayers and our int intentions. Um, because, of course, it, there are 11 sins that are related to the tongue. So, Father, how would you like to introduce maybe the topic? Mm, because, of course, we are all very professional in pointing out the others in, in these things, but it's also important to realize that we also have mm, this defect and it's important to, to point it out and to fix it. No? Exactly. Uh, the tongue actually is a main issue in Scripture. We have two commandments of the law that speak about the tongue, about what we say. The third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. <laughs> and the, the ninth commandment, which is, you shall not bear false witness. So it's all related of what you say. And if we consider that what uh, God is, He is His Word, therefore we also, what we are is what we say. What defines our Lord Jesus Christ is that He is the Word. He's the word, exactly. So he is what uh, God the Father says. He says what? He says Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ says, uh, my Father. So what we say is something extremely important. And this is actually what we are. In a certain sense, more than what we thought. Because what we think, it is very important, of course. And, and we're going to be judged by what we think. But what we are, publicly for the rest of the world is what we say. So we need to, to pay attention and to consider the importance of the tongue, the importance of uh, what we say in life. What's very also very important with the tongue or with our speech is that when we think, let's say we think evil things about another, although it is sinful, it doesn't affect people outside of yourself. But when you speak, exactly. once it's out, it's gone. Uh, 
when we were preparing for today's podcast, we were talking and the story of St. Uh, Philip Neri came up with the the penitent who, a very public penitent, someone who wanted the attention of everyone knowing that she was very holy because she had gone to confession to St. Philip Neri. But St. Philip Neri was one of those geniuses of the era and he was three steps ahead of her. So he heard her confession. And after her confession was over, he gave her as a penance to go to one of the hills of Rome and to open up one of her many pillows that she owned and to let out the feathers. <laughs> and after she had completed such a task, to go home, to go back to him and tell him that, he, that she had completed the penance and then we were all good. When she got back to St. Philip, St. Philip says, oh, yes, yes, yes. Now go and collect all of those feathers. <laughs> At which point it was impossible. Of she course. said it was impossible. Just, it's the same way with your stories. Once Absolutely. spoken, they can never be taken back. Absolutely. When you say evil things, you say hurtful things, you say angry words, you so on and so forth, they can never be taken back. You may, the other part party might forgive you, but it's never but it's still there. blotted out. No, never. Never. So we need to be extremely uh, careful and we need to uh, think much more than what we say. We need to think first and then, uh, then speak. How, how, many, how, uh, how many marriages have been destroyed by idle, an idle tongue? Speaking what should not have been said, or friendships, period. I mean, things that didn't need to be said. Secrets that didn't need to be broadcasted. Um, the desire to be have the one with the latest news, the latest stuff, and ruining people's lives. Absolutely. The first sin, original sin, was not committed by thought. It was it, it, what originated. Yeah. It, what originated original sin was a tongue. The tongue of the serpent that was able to reach the heart of, uh, of Eve and, uh, and change her heart, actually. So the tongue is extremely important. Absolutely. Now, there is something also very important to know, to, to realize, is that if we do not know that this is a fault, right, we shouldn't be concerned. But once we know, then everything changes. No? So I'm, I'm sure that after this program, probably you know, people are going to start thinking and saying, oh, I didn't know this, and how many times did maybe it happen to me, and so on. Well, don't worry, because if you did not know, it's all right. But after you hear this... Uh, then we need to, you know, somehow do 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 something about it. Right? Ignorance doesn't get you off the hook because we do have a sensitivity. We do know that it was wrong to to lie about someone, or we know that from a very young. Age. But but that thing is also very important that sometimes we say things that are true, uh, and it's also to be very careful because not because it is true automatically gives us the um the right. Do we have the to, right to, to, to say it? it? No, that's the question. But uh, also, uh, I would like to point out something that uh, Father Alfonso Rodriguez writes in his, you know, in his books, and he says something very interesting. He says, "Well, observe it very well, and that uh, God gave us one mouth and also two ears. <laughs> and so, why? Why did he give give us two mouths? No, <laughs> he points out because it's much more important to listen." than to talk. But also, he says, anatomically speaking, um, he also puts uh, some, some more clues because <laughs> we have the tongue, but it's guarded by two lines of teeth and also by two lips. <laughs> Just to make sure that it's a little bit more restrained. And even so, we still don't, don't learn. No? <laughs> so. In a certain sense, the tongue is in a jail. Huh? <laughs> in where, your it's, mouse. where it belongs. 
Where it belongs. Well, the ears, there is nothing. No. No. And, and of course, we could sing by listening things that we shouldn't, but, but that's not the point, is that if we are slow to speak and more ready to listen, you know, how many times people are in trouble? Well, Father, you know much better than us. And then all of a sudden, by listening, how much more we can help? Hmm? The, God's prayer that he instructs the Israelites is listen, O Israel. It's not speak, Israel. And a lot of their problems came from them being hard of hearing, not listening to the Word of not God. Not listening. Exactly. It wasn't so much speaking, because that comes as a, pro a secondary product of the listening element. In the Book of uh, Wisdom, you know, we have this uh, wonderful sentence, it says, in the, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. So when, <laughs> so when somebody, you know, speaks too much, you can be sure that the sin is there, because you cannot uh, control. Oh, absolutely. Cannot control. Interesting. But there are different styles in which the tongue acts. There's different forms. It isn't just a one, one lane row, correct? Well, today we're going to talk about a variety. I have here gossip, idle chatter, lies, exaggeration, harsh attack, unremarkable, uh, sorry, <laughs> uncharitable remarks. Uy, 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 we have 11, 11 of them. So by the way, Father, uh, we are using this list, which is written, 11 Common Sins of the Tongue by Monsignor Charles Pope. And it's an excellent text that we recommend everybody because very, it's really very, very, very nice. I don't know. Would you like to to start for the, with the first one, or Father? Maybe it's a little bit more of introduction. What do you prefer? I think so. I think so. We we should go to the different uh, yes. types of. Uh, I mean, the, the most common because you <laughs> the, the, there's a million ways that you in which you can sin with your tongue. Yeah, we're talking here about eleven, but actually <laughs> there are eleven thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so very good. So let's start by the by the obvious one, the lying tongue. So this is exactly. probably the most obvious and the most common and the most easy, the easiest to point out. Exactly, the the, the, the most uh, openly wrong or openly bad. Because actually, God gave us a tongue to say what to say the truth. Yes. And the truth about who about God. So our tongue was made by God for uh, to say the truth about Him. You may say Lucifer's statement that he makes to Eve was a use of a lying tongue because exactly. he lied about God. Did God exactly. tell you exactly. that you could not? He lied. He didn't Did he tell, tell the you truth. that? So when we don't teach, you know, religion as it is, we're lying. Mm -hmm. We're sinning like, 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 like the serpent. And, and we are, are distorting the truth. Uh, and we are therefore harming tremendously the soul of the person to which we are uh, talking to. Or how about those people who manipulate religion in function of their own likes and dislikes? And they found their own the re religion, huh? Virtually, that's what they do. The definition of the lying tongue, by the way, is speaking falsehoods with the intention of misleading others. Okay. So it's very clear that we are trying to mislead someone by using a form of speech that is completely deceitful. Huh? Exactly. And also here we have the, uh, the book of Proverbs, also very interesting. A false witness will not go unpunished. So the one who says something wrong, he will be punished. It's in the book of, of Proverbs. There is a beautiful chapter there too, the story of Susanna. No, oh, yes. because she was a victim exactly. of people who are <laughs> completely, I mean, speaking falsehoods and just completely monstrous. Yeah, the story is kind of interesting. Um, Luther had real issues with some of the most beautiful things in the 
Bible. One of them was the story of Susanna, which is one of the most beautiful stories in, in the Bible. But also had a real problem with the letter of James. St. James, of course. Um, and St. James, you can almost say the whole letter is a pastoral letter dedicated to the tongue. Yeah, to morals, huh? And, uh, the very the interesting, no? because we can say and we can see how the problem of the first Christian communities, because it, I mean, St. James is not the one that was martyred, no, the first martyr, but he is the other James, uh, and he was a bishop in, in, in uh, he was a bishop in Jerusalem for, for a long time. But they said he was basically talking to his brethren to make sure that he corrected this. Uh, Oh, this is St. James the Minor, it's called. No? The, the other one is the brother of St. John. This one, he was the f first bishop of Jerusalem. Hmm. And it, it's. I think we, we need to read something of this because hmm. it's extremely important. I, I think the whole letter you can, <laughs> you can read and comment and go on for hours because it's fascinating. If anyone does not fall short in speech, he is a perfect man. <laughs> Look at that. What a beautiful. Oh, wonderful. Or, or woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he no, genders, gender no, just in case. Another point that he has in there is the question of teachers, right? A lot of people misinterpret it, thinking that he's condemning people. He's, he's, his problem is that people, each one has decided to become their own teacher and teach and demand of others to follow them. Exactly. Instead of following the Lord, they're following, you know, um, Johnny and Joni and, and whoever. And they're making their own necessary channels to Jesus. You have to go through me to the Lord. And you've got enough of these indirect, these tubes that are going, actually not going to the Lord. They're going to hell. But and it was destroying his community. Of course, and the main instrument of the teacher is the tongue. So he has to control the tongue because he's going to be responsible for all the consequences that a, a bad um, um, word, a, a, a bad saying can have. Absolutely. So... And he says, um, if we put bits into the mouths of horses to we, make them obey us. <laughs> and he also compares with a rudder, you know, because we have a, we have a yes. boat, he says. You can imagine those boats that are, are huge and have sails that are enormous and so on. And comparatively speaking, the rudder is just so small and yet can govern the whole boat that is, that is incredibly tall. If you like tall. to use a historic Precisely. model, the Bismarck, the famous boat, the Bismarck. How did they stop the Bismarck? They couldn't stop it by hitting it with shells from the front. They, they couldn't catch up to it. But they ended up hitting its rudder, knocking out the rudder. And then it spun around in circles until it had to go to port, and the rest of it is known history. So there we go. The human person is the same. So in the same way, the tongue is a small member and yet has great uh, pretensions. <laughs> Okay, has great consequences, but it's very small. But nevertheless, it's it's, it's decisive of uh, of uh, what the person says. No? And also, Father, there is a comparison. Not here in Canada, and even in the United States, there are so many forest uh, fires that are happening right now, mm -hmm. and also they are notorious for starting by a very small, either a spark or sometimes a small fire. And St. James compares exactly that. And he says, oh, well, huge, uh, huge forest can be set ablaze by a very small fire. And this is exactly what the tongue could do, no? A wrong word in the wrong context, in the wrong moment, that's it, no? Can create a huge uh, wars even, no? Absolutely. Yeah? From the same mouth come blessing 
and cursing. Oui, what an interesting. So it's from the same mouth. <laughs> the yeah. same mouth. So we need to be extremely uh, careful. Our, our mouth belongs to God. And we have to use our, our mouth in order to uh, be an instrument of spreading the truth about God, about our neighbors, and about ourselves. But if we use it uh, in, in, the, in the wrong, in, in, with the wrong intention, then also it's extremely uh, uh, dangerous because we are going to be judged according to how we use our tongue. We can compare the tongue maybe with something very volatile <laughs> that all of a sudden can explode at any moment and can create chaos and, chaos and distress. So the next one, we talked about the lying tongue. Now it's the backbiting tongue, another variety. And here's the definition, talking about others behind their backs, injuring their reputations through detraction. Now, how, how does this work, Father? Because we have at the same time, okay, we were talking before that it could be something true, but not necessarily we have to tell everyone, correct? No. There are some conditions, some conditions. Uh, which, uh, that are necessary in order for us to, uh, to, uh, to say some things that can eventually hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. So first of all, it has to be true, it has to be uh, necessary, and it has to be kind, the way of, of uh, expressing it. Also another point I think is, is the part of true is that you have to be somewhat of a first party um, witness because Joey told you yesterday who heard it from Mary, who heard it from Bobby. Are you sure that's true? But, but also, you can't verify it. Exactly. Keep your mouth shut. Sure. But also this, this happens in, in, in many, you know, office places, no? When well, all of a sudden, the, water <laughs> the, 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 the person that is the, the, what, how do you call this? The back office, no? Everybody, all the salesmen are out, you know, selling this and promoting it. He stays behind and then with, you know, when, when the boss is alone, no? And everybody's out, then he starts, no? They're talking about everybody behind their backs, injuring their reputations so he can actually promote himself or she. Right, and of that's course. so common. I mean, so it's so common in common. offices Very nowadays. Common. And well, it falls on the backbiting tongue. No? Exactly. And it's this is a subject low. of confession, also. Oh, should be very much um, because uh, it's it, it's a steal. It's a robbery. You, you're stealing the reputation that the other person has the right to have. But sometimes you can ask the basic question: Of what good are these words? And if there is no good, like, and I mean verifiable good then don't speak swallow it and the more that it's burning you to speak the more you should be silent well but sometimes it's very clear no because the person wants to promote himself well, or herself by, by, by lowering the other there's yeah. no immediately so, <laughs> you lower the other so you can put your mediocre head above yeah perverse there but i go. like that like here it says uh, uh it says never repeat gossip mm -hmm. you will not be reviled. Let anything you hear die within you. Wonderful. How many fights? <laughs> how many? How many? How much damage done to families and and and, and friendships, etc. Because this this proverb, this this recommendation was not followed. So you see on the other side how silence can be good. Hmm? Very good. silence can be good, but also, of course, it depends on the circumstances. But uh, it, uh, when we uh, when there is something wrong that happened. Or something wrong that somebody said said it by not repeating it by keep it silent we are kind of erasing his sin beautiful 
You're kind also, of helping to to uh, to put it aside. Let's say a person does something which comes out to be very embarrassing for that person. You can go around and flog it to everyone so that everyone else laughs and, and takes their advantage of the person. Or you can be charitable. It's not necessary. Quiet it down. Stop. Exactly. Not necessary. But the next one is also related to this one, maybe it's a, it's a, no, it's a compliment, but it's the indiscreet tongue, no? so we're talking about this, and it's spreading confidential, unnecessary or hurtful information about others. So this is exactly what we just have said, Absolutely. but it's also important to avoid. No? Exactly, that, that's indiscreet tongue. So it's a tongue that uh, that, that speaks without thinking, no? we say all kinds of things. Things that are not important, say things that are hurtful, or say things that embarrass people. I heard of one case recently. Um, a child had been adopted when they were very young. But the child didn't know that they were adopted. So this lady decided she was going to fix, the, fix this girl because this girl kept referring to her parents as her parents. So she was going to solve this problem. What a can of worms. Of course. Was it this person's responsibility to do such a thing? No. She was indiscreet. She was trying to take upon herself this glory, and it was a disaster. What well, a disaster. And it can change or destroy the life of the other person. No? Absolutely. Right, right there. Why? Because of pride. Mm -hmm. Stupid pride. And it's also a certain attraction that gossiping has, mm -hmm. no? Because it puts the person uh, in the center. It also because, you know, with that, the person thinks he's being important and so on. But uh, again, falling in all this indiscretion and everything else, basically, th there was a beautiful French saying uh, that Dr. Plinio, our first founder, used to, used to recall. And he said this, he said that to be in the wind like these gossiping people, not to be in the wind is the wish of dead leaves. <laughs> oh, it is exactly. one of those it's very French, no, Father, I don't know how, how you say that in French, but uh, no, it's very short, succinct, and yet how direct, no, for, for those who... There's another line here from Proverbs, which also will help us. It says, a gossip betrays confidence, so avoid a man who talks too much. Of course, we can make that gender plural, right? Women too. Yeah. The next one is the flattering tongue. So this, mm. is, this is another one. The, the flattering tongue says exaggerating the good qualities of others in order to ingratiate ourselves to them. We. <laughs> this is another variety and yet as destructive because maybe we are promoting pride in the other person. We are just, uh, what, instigating the person's uh, self-love so that we can take advantage of that situation. What do you think? Exactly. It reminds me the uh, the fable of, of uh, La Fontaine no? uh, about the crow and the uh, and the fox. We. No? Oui. <laughs> do, do, do you have it there? With I you? have it here. I oh, have wonderful. it here. Of course, this is a retelling, a French retelling of the Greek tale oh. by, by the same name. And it's interesting. The Greek tale is much longer. <laughs> The French one is, is rhymes and it's much shorter. Summarized. Much more summarized. But the theme and the understanding is absolutely the same. So there's really, you're not losing anything. But Brother Justin, whether we go to a commercial break, we leave all the audience in suspense here, what, what is going to be said in, 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 in this uh, scene, and we come back. Uh, just two minutes, stay with us, and then we continue talking about the sins of the tongue and its varieties. 
So we are back. Thank you for staying there and watching uh, and accompanying us. Please, if you have a commentary, if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, go there to the, um, to the different options that we have. Hit the subscriptions. Comment above all the commentaries help us tremendously. And also share this podcast. Father was saying the other day, we are seeding the good word in this podcast. So do not hesitate to share the podcast with, with other people as well. But Brother Justin, you were about to tell us what happened with Mrs. or Mr. Crow and the fox. Okay. okay. So. so here we go. The crow and the fox. At the top of a tree perched Master Crow. In his beak, he has holding a cheese. Drawn by the smell, Master Fox spoke below. The words, more or less, were these. Hey, now, Sir Crow, good day, good day. How very handsome you do look. Your grandly distinct No lie, if those songs you sing, Match the plumage of your wing. You're the phoenix of these woods, our choice. Hearing this, the crow, with all rapture and wonder, to show off his handsome voice, he opened beak wide and let go of his plunder. The fox snapped it up and then said, My good sir, learn that each flatterer lives at the cost of those who heed. This lesson is well worth the cheese, indeed. The crow, ashamed and sick, swore a little bit late, not to fall again for that trick. Amazing. There we go. Genius. <laughs> because actually, Flattering the fox get, gets what he wants without any violence, without doing any effort, without doing anything, just with his tongue. <laughs> he tickled his pride. Yeah. And that's just lying because the crow has a horrible voice. In the Greek of course. Version, it makes that very clear. He lets a car go, or it's a horrible car. But he lies straightforward. But he lies. So he wants to take advantage. The cheese represents what the other one wants to take advantage of the other person. Each one wants to take advantage, you know, in the world, unfortunately, one from the other. So he's going to use the tongue to get the cheese that he wants to get. <laughs> And he he uh, he uses his tongue to to touch his uh, pride, and uh, uh, because of this, he loses what he really has. This is probably what the world does, uh, and, and and sometimes you know this this monstrous civilization of death in which we live. You know, because advertising is basically based on this flattering tongue, in a sense. Course, no, yeah. when you use the you use vice to advertise. Sure. It's a flattering tongue, no? We are telling people to follow wrong things. I would go further and mm. say, like, the whole social media event is flattery. Oui. A person posts something, every, all their friends go and say how wonderful that was. Mm -hmm. Reality is they don't. And that, in turn, causes you to go to their, their items to also flatter them concerning what things you don't care about, which then they, in turn, flatter you concerning things that you they don't care about. No one cares about anything. It's just this mutual... You know, back scratching, but sure. that's what it, its whole fuel—the fuel of it—is flattery. Absolutely. Well, since we're in social media, the next case—it's also very tight on. Of course, not all social media is wrong. Please don't let us not of course, now of fall course. into the other extreme. But if we're just lying and if we're just trying to tell everyone how happy we are and how perfect our life is and everything else, mm -hmm. no the influencer. Uh, the, the, 
There we go. The proud tongue. So the proud tongue is speaking boastfully or in an overly certain way. And this could be very, very uh, mm, obvious when we have people who are always saying, I, I, me, I, I do this, I do that. My uh, relatives, my daughter, my son, my husband, me, I, no? And this is exactly what sometimes make people flee from this people from this kind of person because who is going to listen to this permanent i i i i but they don't perceive how un insufferable they are it, it, it revolves around them but it's not even interesting them it's boring them it's their egoism no what I, i think dr plino said this if you want to have a conversation Speak about the other person. Sorry. If you want to kill the conversation, speak about yourself. <laughs> and the person will go. <laughs> and they'll flee. And, and this type of person, it's even, it's even more insufferable because it's like about their egoism and, and, and that self-love. And it's like, I need to leave. Exactly. Because the perfection of society is not to speak of one or the other or me. Or, or, it's to speak about what we have to speak. It's to speak about mm -hmm. God and... and, and uh, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and, and goodness, and, uh, and perfection, etc. And then, of course, both will be interested because it's a common subject. But if we speak, you, you speak about yourself, of course the other one is going to go, go away. Sometimes you have dialogues that are not dialogues. <laughs> monologues. They're they talking, but it's two monologues that meet one another. So it says, I'm doing this, and the other person, yes, I am doing that. And no, it's impossible. It's just uh, conversation doesn't go. Now, Father, also... Um, I mean, Christian civilization has this beautiful fruit, which is conversation. And, and in general, you know, if you could tell us, because Dr. Brin used to say that, no, that it, the fruit of Christian civilization being conversation is always a cross as well. Because sometimes we talk about what the others would like to hear and not necessarily about we, the, the, I mean, what we would like to, to, to talk about, right? That's, uh, uh, that's very interesting, yes, because uh, actually the highest thing that a person can do is to talk. The higher thing. When we are praying, no, 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 praying, no. but when we are praying, what we're doing? We're talking to God. We're talking to God. So talking is the high thing that somebody can, can do. And uh, uh, we have to talk about uh, something that has to be, first of all, above us, that will be interested also for the others. Hmm? Because they also want to know about something that is abo above themselves. Nobody's interested in uh, talking about things that are below us that are insignificant that are that has no no meaning no sense no beauty no and, nothing and that's a sign of, of culture because when someone enters into a conversation and they immediately enter into the grotesque or yeah the, whatever you understand what i mean um that is a sign of a lack of culture of course it is But it's, it, and it, it's actually the ultimate sign of a lack of love of god and the, and people start using Words also that are low and, and are, are bad words. Uh, bad words. Cursing, Cursing uh, or, or, or just vulgar, vulgar expressions. Poor uh, vocabulary, etc. Sure. Because uh, it shows that, that they have nothing superior to speak about. So they, they, they go to the, to the lower things and, and the bad things, etc. Uh, but that doesn't really you know, satisfy the soul. The soul wants to know what is above us. And this is really interesting. This is something that makes our conversation forever, eternal, never, never ending. Hmm? Well, the scripture says, no, the tongue speaks of the abundance of the heart. 
So whatever is in the heart is going to be directly treated and dealt with by our tongue. So it's a thermometer in a sense. No, There is a proverb here, Father. Can we read it? Because I think yes. the people are really, really going to like it. The prudent man, the prudent man does not make a show of his knowledge, but fools broadcast their foolishness. Wow. That's it's too true. Direct. Eh? I mean, mm -hmm. very, very, very straightforward. And this brings us to the next, because we have the next variety, which is the overused tongue. And the definition of it, saying too much, which usually ushers in sin by its excess. So, I don't know, that one, Father, can you clarify a little bit? Because I think we need... Yes, because uh, as we have to think more than when we talk. So, uh, it is impossible that somebody... Uh, is able to uh, to talk without to talk without uh, stopping uh, with, with, uh, um, indefinitely because it it shows that he hasn't thought about it he hasn't thought sufficiently so the, uh, the he has words but no ideas mm -hmm. so there are lots of people who who, have, who speak who has a lot of words etc but there's nothing there they have no substance why because they are talking more than what they thought. We have to think more than, than, when we, uh, uh, when we, than what we say. Next one, the rash tongue. And this consists of speaking before one should, often without having all the information. We. Oui. This is also careful, I mean, dangerous, because if we all of a sudden say or think, even rash judgment, It's, it's, it's very complicated. Exactly. The Ecclesiasticus has a, a nice uh, comment on this. Uh, be not rash with your mouth, and let not your heart be hasty to utter anything before God. So we need to be uh, there here again, prudent now. But Father, does it happen? I don't know if it, if it ever happens to you, but it's an impulse that, that sometimes you know, comes to us, but could easily fall into the rash tongue. Uh, and sometimes, okay, we have valuables at, the, uh, at, the, at home. And, you know, and then all of a sudden we call a plumber or we call a carpenter or we call somebody to fix something at the house. And then all of a sudden, oh, you don't find your iPad or you don't find your phone or you don't find something else. And immediately we jump and say, ah, I knew it got stolen. It was The, the plumber, the guys that came to do the service. And then five minutes later, you find the object. <laughs> no? <laughs> and so what it is, is a rush tongue. Now we're speaking before one should, often without having all the information. We judge the others like thieves, uh, you know, people who just wanted to, to take away our, our goods. And in reality, no, they didn't have anything to do. It could be worse if we tell everybody to, no? Sure. Because, uh, that's already rush judgment, but also rush It tongue. It happens so often. So often. It happens so often. People jump to conclusions, uh, and they're blaming, they're crucifying individuals, and then they go, and then Diego, oh, sorry. But you've already done tremendous damage to this person's name and reputation, and oh, it's sorry. Like sometimes these accusations that come out about priests, Mm -hmm. Right? Front page of the paper, you know, articles, blah, 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 blah. Then they find that the person lied or what have you. Last page, behind the classified, a little Three months there. later, so, uh, they clarified. Father Joe was found, uh, no, there was no reason, there was no standing, there was no, there was no fault. Or Who read that? Nobody. 
But he will be chastised before being judged. Huh? Oh, he's been, he's been publicly <laughs> destroyed. destroyed. There's no solution for him. This brings us to something very close to this, uh, this part that Brother Justin says. No? I mean, in how many religious communities or parishes, right, there are criticisms about religious or there are criticisms about parish priests and so on, and that people just utter. And in reality, they are doing a tremendous damage. Because now, not their figure, or the figure of a person who, by the way, didn't do anything of those, no, all of a sudden, no, it's, it's, it's curtailed because now this is not a good example anymore. No, because so and so said, and that's it. He likes money, or you know, he does, does this, you know, all kinds of I, things. I, like I've, heard, I've heard, I've heard, I read somewhere, I forgot. And he goes, yes, the parish priest. Uh, when he when he fundraises, he likes money too much. When he doesn't fundraise. He's lazy. When he's mm -hmm. friendly with people in the parish, there's got to be something wrong here. When he does not friendly, <laughs> oh, there's something wrong. With there's him. always there's ulterior motives. He's always it's always wrong. There's it's no always at fault. So what do you do? So this brings us to the next one: the quarrelsome tongue, speaking in an overly opinionated way, attacking others personally and provoking unnecessary divisions. Oh, every oh. parish has got a couple of those. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's infallible, no? It's no, impossible that's to, certain. <laughs> to avoid it. From the bakery to the parish, from the office to the bank, from, I don't know, religious communities to, I don't know what, the quarrelsome tongue. And the devil is the number one, one division. And he is, he, uh, he uses his... The accuser. Uh, exactly, he's the accuser. He uses his uh, his tongue, let's say, uh, to speak in a certain way, uh, in order to uh, to divide good people among themselves, and it's also provoking unnecessary division. Exactly. Mm. Sometimes there is a need, because there really is a problem for a division, or or to to highlight a real problem. What we're talking here about ones that don't have basis, just you just. I I saw X holding a bag. Ergo, that was the that was the parish collection. Ergo, he's stealing it. What was that bag? Was it? Oh, it was a bag like the bank bag. Was it? No, it was a it was a I don't know. It was a shopping bag. <laughs> it, it had nothing to do with it. But you've you've just jumped, and so much damage is done through these jumps. And there really isn't a way of repairing it. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas says in the, in the Summa that it's easier to resurrect a dead man than return a man his good name. Absolutely. Exactly. So <laughs> when we're going around with our, our acid tongues, we're killing people. Absolutely. The same person says, well, I've never hurt anybody. I never. You haven't examined what you've said. Your words have killed. Of course. Next variety, the cursing tongue which consists of wishing harm upon others, often that they be damned. Mm, that's common. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Very common. So cursing others uh, and using harsh language and so on, so that we don't care about their salvation. It's just that out of anger, we want them to <laughs> go to hell straight without stop. Well, wishing that they be damned. This, put, this is putting our bad sentiments before the reasoning and before truth. Huh? Terrible. It's a malediction. Yeah, malediction. Huh? No, speaking evil words. Exactly. 
You know, somebody was commenting the other day that probably the sin that is more common nowadays, uh, Father, please, of course, <laughs> you have a word, but it is that um, it is not the sin of lust, but rather anger. Mm -hmm. And anger sure. carries away how many people, and in the end of the story, is is a source of. But so I think many. it's a vice that is not as flashy. Sins against the sixth and ninth commandment. You will find priests, religious preaching about that mm -hmm. here and there. Yeah. Anger, envy, jealousy, not as flashy. People don't think of it as as serious. They, exactly. It's okay. No, no, it's it, it wasn't it. There's a thousand and one excuses. Anger is tremendous too because it it it, uh, it blinds the person. It's acid. It burns them up. It destroys them. Next one, also related to this particular, the piercing tongue, speaking unnecessarily, harshly, and severely. Mm. Mm. Some people who like to do that no they they, they, are, they, they are professionals of this <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they like to see people crumble in front of them yeah they destroy people yeah. destroyer you know we have that um gustav hulse um uh, system of symphonies right like jupiter destroyer of country oh, destroyer of planet mars the bringer of war <laughs> yeah. so this is the same thing they just, just but they like it they get their they get their joy out of crushing people and it's funny eh? because there is no charity in the sense that uh, we would like that person to get better. No, it's no, just out of utter wishing, uh, utterly wishing to destroy. So it goes against the, the our nature because we were born to love, to love God and the others. But we do exactly the opposite sometimes. I think that's a res that's a direct result of original sin. Of course, of course. Right? So there's it's just hate. It's just it's what hell is. Hell is hate. Hell is is, oh, yeah. is that. In hell, everybody's using their tongue, you know, as we just mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> and this and more. Now, someone could say too, no, I mean, when we have that beautiful maxim that says that the church uh, hates sin and loves the sinner. And that's so important. But the piercing tongue hmm, hates <laughs> the sinner. The sinner. <laughs> and... And uh, probably, and, and he's silent about the sin. <laughs> there we go. Tremendous. Eh? So the piercing. But I found that people like that with that piercing, they are incredibly harsh when it comes to how they treat the other. But if you, if you turn a little bit to correct this problem, they're incredibly sensitive to themselves. The self-love element is 110 percent. It's pssst, you don't touch. Proverbs again, the heart of the righteous waits its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. Oh, my goodness. By the way, I will recommend our audience, Father, uh, the book of Proverbs. Oh, Isn't oh, that fantastic. impressive? Fantastic. And Ben Chirac. And Ben Chirac. Terrific. Terrific. And now there is the last one, and it sounds a little bit counterintuitive, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's very interesting. He says, the silent tongue. So how can a silent tongue offend someone? And because one would say that it's a source of virtue, no? <laughs> the silent person is slow to to, to speak, um, ready to listen. <laughs> but this has an evil because here Monsignor Pope says, failing to speak up 
when we ought to warn people of sin and announce the truth of Jesus Christ. So that's a source of sin when it's, and it's called the silent tongue. Exactly, because we are silent about precisely what we need to say. That we need to say the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ and, and about the others and, and, and the goodness about, about the good things of the others. And we keep silent so we are uh, stealing from God the honor that He deserves. Mm. We we are um, also we, you permit evil to happen in your midst, and you keep your keep your mouth shut. And when you do that, you're consenting to that evil. Exactly. And also, if we have a position of authority in which we, with charity, we can correct, we should use with charity, of course. But it's a it's a very important uh, responsibility. Huh? The young ones, for instance, if we don't help them with their defects when they are small, what kind of monster we're going to have, no? So for parents, for teachers, and how many times we have teachers that see something that is wrong in their classroom and they just cross their arms, well, the students don't listen anyway. That is not right. I mean, you're, no, you're just using the silent tongue, not necessarily in a virtuous way, but rather, no, we are not speaking the truth. Because you, you need some courage you need you need some heroism sometimes to speak and it's much easier to to take a cowardice attitude and don't say anything and just let the other one being accused unjustly or you know lord jesus christ being uh, um being being abandoned and nobody saying uh, what uh, the truth about uh, well it's true no? in many circles there are social circles sometimes the church is being what slandered yeah. And we can't keep silence, especially if we know the things, things that are not true or things that are being vilified. We have the obligation to talk and to say specifically a word on that. Wonderful. This is beautiful what I just remember here about the letter to, to Timothy, the second letter. Proclaim the message, persist in it. In season and out of season. So, you know, in, in any season, the four seasons, you have to say the truth always, you know. Correct and encourage with great patience and teaching. So, um, this is uh, what St. Paul, you know, wants us to do. That we, uh, we use our tongue for the good and we never use it for the bad. Because uh, the tongue is uh, something extraordinary that, that God had put in our, in our, in our bodies that uh, is the, the instrument that will communicate to others what we really, uh, really are. We are what we say. We are what we, we, uh, uh, we, um, we proclaim, that we, uh, that we herald to the others. So that's why we need to be heralds of the gospel. We need to be pearls of, of, uh, of truth, how do we do it? Mainly with our tongue. And Father, how do we repair? Let's say, okay, Brother Justin was very specific on that, that it's that, like the example of the feathers. You know, the feathers go, we cannot... But is there a way maybe that we can somehow repair, we can make up for what we have done? Maybe, uh, as we just mentioned, it, it is impossible to repair exactly what we did, you no? Know? But what we can do, let's say that we have said something bad about, about uh, somebody in, in an unjust way, you know, five years ago. But then we change our mind and we realize that he's an honest person. So what am I going to do? I'm going to start speaking well, even more than necessary, 
about this person in order to make reparation for what, what I did. And God will take this as a compensation and somehow his reputation will be restored by God himself uh, out of consideration of my effort to, uh, to say the truth about him. Also, there might be a situation where you were known for have saying X about that person. Now you're actively speaking well about them. People might come to you and say, what happened? Mm -hmm. And then you have a chance to correct of course. this situation. So by exactly. doing that, you're putting the possibility of repairing the evil. Of course. So never is late to make no. amend for, for these things. But right? justice no. demands that. Just after that, that's too late. So, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so yeah. we did it before. <laughs> unfortunately, at that point, you're standing from God, and He's asking us what happened. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> there is a beautiful psalm, and maybe with this, Father, we would like to, 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 to close the program today, but yes. it's so beautiful. Psalm 141 no? it says, Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord, keep watch over the doors of my lips. How beautiful this is, beautiful. You know? because that, that could be our prayer, and maybe how many disasters we could avoid huh? by, by just having this prayer often. You know? This is exactly how we start the liturgy of the hours. Oh Lord, open my, my mouth, open my lips, and my tongue will proclaim your, your goodness, your name. But also there's that blessing before the Gospel and Mass, we're asking to be illumined in our minds, guarding our tongues. Again, it's the same idea. We're asking for strength. Because it's easy to let our, our, our tongue do the walking, in a sense. But it needs to be controlled. And how much, the, even the church in the liturgy, you know, when we listen to the gospel, uh, you know, we're invited to make a little sign of the cross in our head, for our mind, then for our mouth, and then for our heart. Because the, the gospel is in the, in the three of them, but it's important. It's nice. <laughs> those, those three actually are extremely important. We are talking about one, uh, which is the, the tongue today, but uh, it's one of the three main uh, points uh, uh, that we have to consider when, when, uh, when we, we listen to the Word of God. Huh? If religion merely remains in our minds, mm -hmm. it's a philosophy. Of course, exactly. There's no action. So it needs to become something. It needs to go to our heart, of course, and then it, it has to come to our, to our, our lips, to our, our hands, and to become tongue. an action. Yeah. Beautiful. Very good. So, Father, maybe with this, we can help our listeners today by using this fantastic text by Monsignor Charles Pope and also to illuminate everyone in their intentions no? so yes. that our heart, our mouth, and our minds. Uh, follow all of these beautiful points. Also, therefore, we can uh, finish with a blessing for for all those who are who are listening. That uh, our Lord Jesus Christ will always um, help you to use your tongue for for what is good and never for what is bad. And you will never commit a sin of the tongue. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.